Welcome to the Badger's Tales. Join me each episode as we wander the wild woodlands of Irish storytelling, foraging for the often forgotten stories of Ireland's past. Hello and welcome back for episode 7 of Badger's Tales. Uh, I took a week off last week. I spent some time just catching up on my work, my bits and pieces, carving sticks. And I'm a very big fan of sticks, and you'll know that if you follow me over on TikTok. And of course, this week then, with sticks uh, at the forefront of my mind, I chose a story with a great stick in it. But this story is important to me for a few other reasons. One is that it's set down in Cork, and Cork is somewhere that's very special to me. Back in the 80s, uh, as a as a young man, as a child, basically, I'd go to a camp down there once a week and on different nights we'd have different activities. We could have a really awkward disco. Um, we'd watch movies like Flight and Navigator, bearing in mind this is the 1980s again. But on one of the nights, we would travel out before the sun had set. We'd walk along the cliffs till we came to an old ruined castle and we'd sit around a fire and we'd listen to stories well into the night and eventually walk back exhausted but this story is called the legend of bottle hill it's set down in cork and i hope you can enjoy it there was once a cork man by the name of mick Purcell who had a cottage near mallow now the land he lived on was poor and he had to work hard to scrape out a living Mostly him and his wife managed well enough, but there'd been a bad year. The harvest was poor, the the chickens had died, and and the pigs had gotten sick. So in order to pay the rent, Mick had to take the only cow to the market in Cork, the cellar. He set out early in the morning, with strict instructions from his wife Molly, only to accept the highest price that he could get for the cow. And after walking for a number of miles, he reached the top of a hill that was then known as Bottle Hill. Suddenly, out of nowhere, a little man appeared from behind the road. Good morning, he says. And good morning, Mick answered back to the strange little man. For he was only about one third the size of Mick, with a bright red cap on his head. His face was a a pale yellowish colour, as if he'd been drinking his entire life and his skin was dried and crinkled like an old cauliflower. Now where might you be going? asked the little man. Mick says, I'm going to the fair in Cork to sell my cow here. Why would you not just sell her to me and save you the journey, said the little man. Mick inquired as to what he could get for the cow, and that his wife had told him he could only take the highest price that he could get. The little man said that he would give him something much better than money. He said that he'd give him this little magical bottle. He pulled the bottle out from under his coat and Mick roared with laughter. He couldn't believe that this is what he was being offered. And he said that his wife Molly would beat him black and blue if he came home with a magic bottle instead of money to put food on the table. He said, little man, do you you think I'm some sort of idiot? Take the bottle for the cow and you'll not be sorry, said the little man. Sure, if nothing else, my wife would kill me, said Mick. Well, I'll tell you now, Mick Porcel, for the third time. You take this bottle and you give me the cow, said the little man. And suddenly Mick realised, how could this little man possibly know his name? The little man said, for if you don't, 
and all you know she might die before you even get to Cork. Look at the state of that cow. Or worse still, you could be robbed on your way home. But if you're determined to throw away your good luck, then so be it, said the little man. Oh no, said Mick, I'd never throw away good luck, he says. If that bottle's as good as you say it is, then I surely have to take it. The little man said, now Mick, I'd never tell you a lie. I know you and I know that you're a good person. So take the bottle for the cow now and you'll be rich. Refuse it and you'll be poor for the rest of your life and your wife and your children after you. Finally Mick gave in and took the bottle in exchange for the cow. Now, says the little man, when you get home never mind how angry your wife is. Just throw a clean cloth down on the table, set the bottle in the middle and say, Bottle, do your duty. And you just watch what happens. Well, as predicted, when Mick got home, his wife flew into a fit of rage and roared at him well enough that when she saw the bottle, all she could do was keep on screaming. But when she eventually ran out of steam, Mick set the bottle on a clean tablecloth in the middle of the table and said, Bottle, do your duty. In an instant, two little men jumped out of the bottle, covering the table in plates and dishes of gold and silver laden with the most delicious foods and then they disappeared back into the bottle. Mick, Molly and their children ate the food thinking the little men might come out again and take the dishes away but they didn't. The following morning Mick went to Cork and sold the plates and dishes and bought himself a brand new horse and cart and had plenty of money left over. They tried to keep the bottle a secret but their newfound wealth couldn't go unnoticed. For very soon the landlord was sniffing around, demanding to know where the money was coming from. Eventually Mick gave in and told him about the bottle. The landlord offered to buy the bottle, but Mick didn't want to sell it. Finally the landlord was putting on a lot of pressure and he offered Mick the entire farm and Mick agreed, thinking that he had so much money already he wouldn't be needing the bottle anymore. Mick was wrong about that. He got into the habit of spending and before long he was poor again and finally he was once again down to his last cow. Sadly one morning he sat out for Cork once again to sell the last cow only who should he meet along the road but the same little man who'd given him the bottle. Well now Mick, says the little man, didn't I tell you the truth about the bottle? You did indeed, said Mick. It made me rich for sure, but alas, I am poor again, and it's all through my own fault. I don't suppose you, you have another one of those bottles, do you? Well, actually, I do, as it happens, says little man. Here you are, and I will take the cow. Thank you very much, he said. Taking the cow and leading it away, he disappeared rather quickly. Mick's wife was delighted to see him returning so soon, and with another bottle in hand. She couldn't possibly be angry after the great decision he'd made last time. She laid a clean cloth on the table and Mick put down the bottle and said, Bottle, do your duty. Much to their amazement, two little men jumped out, but this time they had big sticks and they began to beat Mick and Molly till the two of them laid moaning and groaning on the ground. And then they jumped back into the bottle. As soon as Mick had recovered from the ordeal, he grabbed the bottle and bolted out the door and straight to the landlord's house with it. He banged on the door, and when the servants answered, 
He said, tell himself that I have a new bottle, much better than the last. A few moments later, he was ushered into the parlour of the big house. How much do you want for the new bottle, said the landlord. Oh, says Mick, you can have this one if you just give me back the old one, sir. Well, I want to see it working for, said the landlord, and he snatched the new one out of his hand. He placed it on the, bo- on the table and said, Bottle, do your duty. Out jumped the two stout men with their sticks and began beating the landlord and all of his servants. Stop, stop, cried the landlord. You can have your old bottle back then. Just make them stop. Bottle, do your duty, called Mick from a safe distance. And instantly the two men hopped back into the bottle. Take the two bottles and get out of here, said the landlord. And Mick took them and ran. When he got home, he chose the old bottle, which he had very carefully placed in his right pocket, set it on the table, and used it once more to gain his fortune. But he was a lot more sensible this time around. He set the two bottles on a high shelf in the kitchen. Over time, however, he began to worry that he might have mixed them up, or that the children might have gotten hold of them and put them back in the wrong order. And early one morning, he took the two bottles down to the lake, He'd had enough at this stage. He had plenty to keep him and his family going. So he threw the bottles into the lake. And many's the man that's gone diving for them since. But they were never found again. And that's the legend of Bottle Hill, which I love as a story because it gives me everything I need. It's it's giving me someone to root for. It's giving me someone to demonise. Um... But it's also, it's different to a lot of stories that I generally go for. Because I'll normally look for the elements of truth in a story. Like in the episode where I talked about the fox and the woodsman. It's, it's, it's very clear to me that that's something where a version of it actually happened. You know, in isolation that man experienced something with a fox. And then went and the, from there the story spread. But with Bottle Hill, there's too, too many witnesses for it to be real. And also the message or the moral is just too in your face. Um, but I can really enjoy it as well. Just the imagery in this story is fantastic. It's got, it's got what you want from fairy tales. The heading off to market to sell the cow, being given a magic item. They're such common tropes in storytelling. But that doesn't take away from how much you can enjoy them. And of course I love the image of the two rotund little men coming out with their sticks and beating people. Because a bit of unnecessary playful violence in Irish folklore is what it's all about. And then for me personally, it's got sticks. Uh, I mentioned that at the start of this, that I love sticks. And in the past week, when I wasn't producing a podcast episode, I was getting to work on sticks. And if you go over to O'Garoin on TikTok, to my account over there, you'll see me talking with such almost disturbing levels of passion um, about working with sticks. But I just think they're the perfect storyteller's prop. And if you have any kind of anxiety you know, about talking in front of people, just having in your hand can make you feel so good. But that's it for this week, and I will see you guys next week for more stories and maybe more sticks as well. 